Tenen Gamer Head Radio, we demand respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Bum, bum. Gamer Head Radio starts now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Gamerhead Radio. I am Charlie Technotronicorn Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie. I am Jonathan Santiago, a.k.a. Fallon Flynn. Morbius for villains, come on! Uh, I'm Goat. <laughs> Hi, Goat. What's w- up? With uh, amazing feats of wonder. I've really got to start preparing you, these, a.k.a. Feats, feats yeah, of wonder? Yeah, I got yes. some amazing feats. <laughs> your, your, your tootsies of wonder? Well, that's I guess true. amazing hooves of wonder. If yeah, I go that that's <laughs> Hardly feats. <laughs> Uh, how, how was your week, gentlemen? Uh, not as exciting as yours, it seems. Oh, uh, I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, just, just, just to catch up the listeners, where were you this weekend? Uh, I was at the Mad Monster Party in, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I, w- I was only there, but for a, a moment, it was a, literally a blur. <laughs> My brother was anchored to that place. He, he did all the audio for all of the panels and all of the bands, including our own. So he was the, uh, the hired sound guy for that particular event so he when i came in and found him i was just like are you doing okay and he's just like i'm tired i'm hungry and i'm the only sound guy i have to pee i can't leave <laughs> i was like why he's like because people don't know how to talk into their microphones they keep cupping the mics where they don't project he's like feedback i can't leave because of feedback um, aren't these people professionals it seems like they would know what they're doing well by now. some of the people like there was like a pageant like costume pageant and like a talent show and okay. you know, these people who are not necessarily that was like a, a oh so it's, it's not the talent that was yeah, having yeah, this yeah, problem yeah, yeah. Okay. No, the talent knew what they were doing it was the people that, that were not necessarily uh, around microphones but either way uh, Mad Monster Party out in Charlotte North Carolina it was it was awesome man there was a lot of really cool people there for that event and uh, packed people there were really friendly uh, a little different than the anime conventions that we typically play but it was a it was a good time. I just wish I had more time to spend there. But I whirled in, you know, like a little tornado and did the thing and then left because I had to be back. Um, so it was it's crazy. Cool. That sounds like a, sounds like a good time. It was lovely. <laughs> All right. So uh, as far as releases, uh, we've got on. Uh, let's see. On March thirty first, right? That's tomorrow. Um, uh, Axiom Verge on the PS4, PS Vita, and Windows. Uh, Major League Baseball 15, The Show on PS4, PS3, and Vita. Neverwinter, not Nights apparently, on Xbox One. Uh, RBI Baseball 15 on PS4 and Xbox One. Story of Seasons on the 3DS. Y- you guys have any idea what that is? No. Okay, I haven't seen it on 3DS, so really in a couple weeks. I don't recall mentioning. Uh, Toikiden Kiwami. For what system? Vita. Vita, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and the PS4. And uh, then on uh, April 1st, we've got Dark Souls 2, Scholar of the First Sin, coming out for Windows. Is that an expansion? It sounds... I think it's the definitive edition. Uh, that would make sense. And then on the 2nd, we've got uh, War for the Overworld for Windows, Mac, and Linux. Um, also, uh, we kind of wanted to get in the habit of mentioning the um, the Xbox Live games with gold and uh, free uh, PS Plus games that are going to be coming out oh, in the next month as soon as we know about them. Uh, so Microsoft has announced that for the month of April, uh, Pool Nation uh, FX 
which is a $14 value, will be available all month for free on the Xbox One, as will Child of Light, um, the um, UbiArt-developed $15 uh, RPG, also on Xbox One. We've talked about this game multiple times. We have. We have. It's, I, uh, I was simultaneously excited and infuriated when they announced it because I'm, uh, I'm like... <laughs> like seven hours into the PC version of the game and yeah. I didn't buy it on the other platforms and they announced it and I went, fuck! <laughs> uh, but it is a good get. If you don't snag it, you're a fool. Do you think you're going to start it over? Or? I Megan wants to play it, but she doesn't want to play it on the PC. Okay. So oh. she was like, oh, great, download it. I'll play it. And I want her to play it because she's seen me play it a little bit and right. she really loves the uh, the aesthetic of it and yeah. seems to appreciate the combat. So Cool. So yeah, um, if you don't pick that up on the Xbox One, you're doing it wrong. Um, and then on the th- for the first half of the month, from the 1st to the 15th, on the 360, you can get Gears of War Judgment, the Gears of War game that everybody forgot about. And uh, you can also get Terraria, which I kind of remember what that is, but I don't really right now. It's a it's side-scrolling platform Minecraft. Oh, all right, good. <laughs> and then for the second half of the month, um, from the 16th to the 30th, on the 360, you can get Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Black flag, black, 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 and an army of two, the Devil's Cartel. So, uh, and the the reason that they're doing this is because they're celebrating like one million games downloaded or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so good job, Xbox. You're doing uh, you're doing the things well. And then also, um, we're supposed to be getting the full list next week, but um, you, we should be getting uh, Whoa, Dave. Whoa, Dave. <laughs> and uh, Dishonored for free on uh, on uh, for PlayStation Plus. Awesome. And um. More to more to be announced. A lot of a lot of good games, man. And that that list, uh, a couple of them I don't own or haven't played, and I'm actually looking forward to getting my hands on. So yeah, I'm actually pretty excited about that pool game because I've been eyeing it because it's a billiards game. Yeah, I was like, See, I don't know anything oh, about really? it, but I'll play it. Huh? You play you play you play virtual pool games? Yeah, I mean, why, why okay. not? But it's just like all right, cool billiards, just something easy, casual to you know throw on. Okay. But I'm like, I'm not, I don't know, fifteen dollars for pool is a little much. If I'm gonna do that, I can go actually play pool at the billiards hall for fifteen dollars. <laughs> right, yeah. right. See, I I skipped Gears of War Judgment, but I would like to play it. I same boat, you know. Exactly. I, I didn't not want to play it, but something told me not to play it. <laughs> well, was it the, the reviews? Because well, I don't recall the reviews. Was the reviews? But I also, to be honest with you. Um, most of the Gears of War characters are barely beyond one dimensional anyways. And if I could pick characters, I gave less of a shit about in that game than anybody. It was fucking Baird and Cole. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so So I just, I just had no interest in investing at the time. Yeah, that sounds right. But I'll play for free as will I. I will, I will enter the Gears of War world through this, uh, this judgment because I've never touched any of them. Then why not start with the ones you guys hate? <laughs> I, I suppose if you're going to start anywhere, start at the bottom and then yeah. work your way up. How, how goatly of you. <laughs> I like, ah, oh, people like those games, stupid. Won't play them. I'm going to play the shitty one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a man of principle, damn you. Yeah, it's, that sounds right. That's right. <laughs> so, John, uh, in between your life of craziness, what have you played last week? Uh, not a lot because this was just a nutty, nutty week for me. But uh, I did manage to squeeze in... Um, some some Grand Theft Auto Online still. I, I wasn't so sure that it was going to pull me in, but it has me now. Now that it has my attention, it's got me. Yeah. Um. I, before we started recording, I, I was showing uh, Charlie and Goat some clips uh, that I recorded, uh, you know, on my Xbox. Just spontaneous things that happened. And what I'm learning is, is that in all of the modes, but in the free mode, like the free play mode, where it's basically just carnage and massacre, um, the most random and crazy things um, happen. And I know some people who don't necessarily understand why anybody would want to use the DVR on the Xbox to record game clips, or they don't think to do it. This game is the perfect 
application for that DVR <laughs> because so much random uncalculated insanity can take place. Doesn't always. Sometimes you'll go for spurs and stretches where there's just nothing like crazy or out of the ordinary happening. And then all of a sudden some guy runs you over on a motorcycle and you never see it coming. And, and it's just it's like, it's just funny. You laugh at it a lot. So I'm having a really, really good time with it. They're improving the matchmaking for uh, the game slowly over time too, because okay. it just, it had a lot of problems on Xbox one and PS4 when it launched. Uh, but I'm really enjoying the hell out of it. It's, it's a lot of fun. Does it auto record any clips? Cause I know some games do that. Um, it does in the single player game. Like for some reason, every time you crash and get thrown from the windshield of the car, it <laughs> records it. And I can't tell if they if they do that for you because they think that it you you think it's gonna be kind of like an interesting moment, or if they're right. doing that to remind you how much you suck. <laughs> like I can't tell if it's trolly or if it's like. But it's uh, probably both. I find Rockstar. I personally find it annoying when games force you to record game clips because I end up going in there and deleting almost like they did it for sunset mm-hmm. overdrive. I said it, uh, <laughs> and it was just, let's just get it out of the way early. All right. I, the I they did it for so much of that game. And I went back and watched a couple of them and went, I, I, these are not, these just happened at that moment. And I just nothing memorable about them. And they just eating up hard drive space. So yeah. I deleted all of them. Yeah. Um, but in this game, sometimes it is funny when they were auto record, but not online. Typically I, I don't think it does it that way um, for grand theft auto online. That's a shame. It seems like that would be, better than the than the story stuff I don't it, know. it is but you would have to a lot of those story moments that they that they like force record are triggered moments there are specific events that take place and there's so much of a variable in the online world with so many people doing so many insane things and people always trying to play online to find ways to break those games or use vehicles or weapons in ways that they weren't intended to be used that they would have had to have set really specific I think really specific parameters to know what to record okay um, but I, I that's not to say it doesn't record things automatically in line because I haven't had it happen yet so I don't know if, if it does or doesn't in the in the multiplayer version of the game okay but uh, I played that I played uh, a little bit of Killer Instinct because uh, you know their monthly character uh, for season 2 came out on the 27th uh, Hisako um, who's like the you know, grudge or the ring style, like Japanese horror character. And she's really originally designed in, in terms of a fighting game character. I've never seen a fighting game character like her. She's really cool. Um, just a lot of fun, man. I mean, it takes some thought to know how to play her, but killer, killer instinct and, and iron galaxy are just killing it, man. They're doing such a good job with the, the, the characters they're designing for season two. And, you know, next month will be Cinder, but I, I haven't had much time to play with her, but I, I really enjoyed what I played. When I saw a screenshot of that character you were just talking about that just came out, mm-hmm. I just imagined, I haven't seen any gameplay videos, but I just imagined that she would play a lot like a Voldo from, from She Soul does Calibre. have like a crawly type, like down on all fours crawly thing, but yeah. it's it's like it's like an escape move. It's her dash. Um, actually, what's part of what's brilliant about the way that they force you to play her is she's got like the whole like you know Japanese like broken ankle type walking thing, right? And so she, when you're walking forward at normal speed, it it is she is the slowest character I've ever seen in a fighting game. If you're just trying to approach or advance upon your opponent, she just barely moves. Um, so you kind of have to use her dashes, and she has like this one attack where. She crawls backwards on all fours really fast and skittery and then disappears into a hole and pops up behind you. It's almost like a teleportation attack. Um, so you have to use her 
in she's not a rushdown character. You can't just like dash in with with her. Um, you have to think about how to use her. She's kind of feels so far to me like kind of a zoning character. Um, but she's she's really cool, man. You know, they really put a lot of thought into how they're designing these characters. Cool, it's, it's awesome. Um, and then I uh, I finally got a little bit of hands on time with Half Life Three. It was uh, it was it was buggy. It was really buggy, man. It's not what I thought. I expected more from Valve, given how long we we waited for it, and uh, I I want my money back. Well, that's typical. That's pretty typical for being on the green light program. So that's true. You know, look. I never thought that we would see um, Half-Life 3 release as an early access title, but I guess they've got to kind of push the product to push the product. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. Um, it's not what I would have chosen to do. Um, uh, I expected them to put out a finished game, but, uh, you know, you get what you pay for. I mean, I, I, I figured full title, full price title would be, you know, the standard forty, fifty, sixty dollars for a game, but, you know, even even with Half-Life 3, you know, pay nine ninety nine for it, you know. I still expected something better. It's okay. Well, they get a pass. They've done a lot of good. So, yeah, they have. That's it for me. That's all I played this week. Go. How about you? Uh, that's a great question. As always. <laughs> uh, let's see. I got a, a weird, weird week here. Uh, so I, I uh, got lazy and I started playing Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> what? Hang on. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, and and, and and as people know, especially Charlie and all that, I have a very, very dark, dark secret that I love the trivia games. Like, I have over a thousand gamer score on You Don't Know Jack. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Holy crap. So, and like seen it and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's easy. I'm just like, answer the question. I can lay in bed and like half awake. Yeah, okay, whatever. And it, it keeps you sharp. You know, it keeps you sharp. Keeps you keeps the mind moving, right? Right. Go. So, uh, so I picked that up, and it, it was it's fun. I mean, it's, it's like game showy now. Like it's Tribute Pursuit, what, but like what Jeopardy. What platform is that on? Xbox One. Is it really? Yeah, Tribute Pursuit Live. Wow, interesting. But uh, the best part of this game, <laughs> so it's. A, I mean, we're talking about a game show based off a board game. Sure. That's made live on the internet, so we're pretty far away from original, right? Sure. So these people, you know, it's all da 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 da. You know, oh, it, but the the host, the chick host they have, is so detached in the game. Like you could tell they made the game and then had her do her voice parts because it, it'll pop up <laughs> something like it'd be like, you know, Sir Grossworth won five in a row, and she's like, oh, we've uh, something of like, oh, that's interesting. Really, it, it, just kind of like yeah. kind of phoned in. <laughs> yeah, like it has nothing to do with what's going on. It's like you know, uh, the only one that really makes sense is like if you, everybody answers the question right, she's like, oh. Everybody knew that one. <laughs> Just like that. I'm like, wow, this chick is not even in the game. Not even, yeah, not even What trying. is the price point for this? Is it like an arcade type title? Or yeah. Did they do yeah, it? I think oh, it was okay. 10 bucks or something. Oh, that's I don't not bad. Uh, let's see. Speaking. And then, so we got that. We got, we got game shows with definitely unhired bad hosting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then I went on to uh, Game of Thrones Episode 3 because, you know, I'm kind of in it to win it at this point. Yep. Uh, it was good. We're still plugging along. It's getting a little bit more uh, telltale with the decisions of, ooh, was that that <laughs> one? <laughs> so it's ramping up, but I mean, it's still the same. No epic ending for this one, so that, that's for the, the episodes. That was good. They kind of just were like, yeah, we'll move on. It's a no. <laughs> uh, then I picked up uh, Threes. Which, oh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah which was a $3.50 game. And it's a snappable game. The first snappable game, I think, that is in existence. I, th- I think you're one. right on that, yeah. So you can snap it on the side, and I was watching TV, and it's just this little game where you're really? trying to do divisibles of three. That's the entire point of the game. And you get as far as you can. 
Like it's like a slide puzzle. Strange. Yeah. And I mean, if you want people, I'm telling you this right now. 199 gamer score just for snapping this this game. Are you kidding? No. Really? Wow. <laughs> so if you're looking for some free points, and it's addicting, because like I was watching, I, I watch TV, right? And I'll have this app snapped on the side. I'll be watching the news, and I'll be playing with threes, and I'll be like, hey, this is awesome. You guys are genius. <laughs> so now, what, what's that? I hear the sound of of, of B Squad co-host Ryan on whipping out his credit card to help his gamer score. Oh, but I, I hear it too. Why um, have you forsaken him, Goat? So now I'm I'm familiar with how the game plays on a mobile. Like mm-hmm. you basically just swipe up, down, left, right. Mm-hmm. I, I do you just, you just it's press like the up, same down, thing? up, down, left, right? Okay, that's it. Okay, yeah. And you uh, try to get all the tiles. To, 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 it's just math. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. And it's it's addictive as hell. It's like it's Sudoku for. The people who don't want to put the time and effort into Sudoku. Who who would I have known? Like 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 angry vitriolic <laughs> goat is this like I'm gonna play Trivial Pursuit and little math games <laughs> again? Chess club. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Y'all fucking nerds. No. I, I tell everybody I look like this to slow down the swirlies. That's all it is. <laughs> good good. So then we went from that to uh, Borderlands Two because I picked up the handsome handsome collection because I haven't played either of them and I figured all that meat for. All that loose change. <laughs> All that meat. It's like $130 in games for 60 bucks. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I'd be a fool. And uh, I've noticed, though, that it's much like the first one. And sex, if you don't have a partner to play with, it's kind of boring and yeah. stale and repetitive. And it's killing me. So people find me an Xbox. <laughs> It's great. I love it. It's like the humor's there and all that stuff, but it's it's still it's still fucking Borderlands by yourself. And this is the part where you you cut in uh, from from Team America. I'm so lonely. <laughs> I'm so lonely, so lonely, so lonely and sad, real alone. <laughs> see what I can do. Oh yes. man, I'm sighted. <laughs> so and then we took a uh, a complete left turn from Borderlands. And uh, I picked up my Game Boy SP and started playing DuckTales on it. I, s- I saw that online, man. Yes. Nice. Yes. Finally fixed my finally fixed my SP. So it was a loose connection with the battery, and I had to fix all that crap and take it apart and play. The new one, the one you just got? No, no, my SP. Oh, 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 oh. Good okay, got it, got it. Lord, are you insane? <laughs> my new 3DS was broken. I'd be calling Nintendo and being like, I don't care. Fix it. Well, I, yeah. It's under fair. a month old. Well, over a month. Yeah, it's about a month and six weeks old. Yeah. So no, the old SP, my battery finally fifteen years. I mean, you know, batteries. It must good. be <laughs> something in the air because I've had a, a real hankering to go back and play older games lately. I, I poured through my current library and went, I've played it all. There's nothing left to do. I got to go backwards now. Mm. Uh, but not counting Steam, I can't ah, do it. And I then, can't bring myself to do it. But yeah. I've wanted to play old stuff too. And then yeah. I realized what I wanted to play. I I wanted to go back and play my original Xbox, and I can't find some of the cables for it, which makes me sad. What? To talk to me after show. Let me know what you're missing. Yeah, yeah. We'll, say, we'll, we'll go one, to the bins. As a, one of us has it. So, yes. and then and then following in John's footsteps, I, I picked up. I've been working on Minecraft, obviously, and mm. um, I've been doing a lot more online with friends and stuff like that. And oh, okay. I've just been burning stuff and knocking stuff down their worlds like a nice friend I ah, that's the goat we know and love all right no. <laughs> that's a nice wood house <laughs> what's this flint and steel dude oh that sucks see you later <laughs> hope you got insurance asshole there he is <laughs> so yeah a little a little odd collective this week all over the place i don't know charlie can you match or beat what has been said i i cannot um <laughs> i mean you've set the bar pretty high there so i mean that, that, that's it's not a race goat yeah <laughs> It is with this guy. Um, 
So I um, uh, played some more Black Flag, um, and uh, Michelle and I played some more Pixel Junk Shooters. Um, but so uh, those are the only. T- oh, and I started um, the newest episode of Game of Thrones, but I didn't get through it all the way. Mm. And not, not that that's you know I don't have any. Ex- I, I was falling asleep. That that that's the God's, God's and you can, truth. Yeah, and, we, <laughs> and we've said it time and time again. This show you have to be fully awake for Game of Thrones or for a Telltale title because you'll miss something. Yeah, yeah. I mean when yeah. they're that dialogue heavy, I mean yeah. it's, uh, you you got to be you got to be right there focused. Um, the only other thing I did is um uh, like John um I, I took advantage of the fact that uh, Grand Theft Auto Five uh, the Xbox One edition was on sale at um at Target. Uh, four thirty nine ninety nine, and um, so I picked that up because I, I, you know, I don't know what's going to be that cheap again. Um, plus, um, just want to kind of th- something I never thought I would do in a million years. I'm going to throw a shout out to Best Buy <laughs> because um, their their Gamers Club Unlocked program. Um, if you're not familiar with this, this is something that used to cost to the to the sound of like about one hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, it was not cheap for. I think one year is, is what it costs. Yeah. And um, what this does is this, this gets you um, 20% off of all new games. Um, in addition to a bunch of other perks, like you get, um, you get uh, it, they do the GameStop thing where you get extra credit for trade-ins. And um, you get, uh, um, you get uh, you know, they also have the My Best Buy points program where you can trade points in for gift certificates and like yeah, other yeah. things. So you get points. Not only do you get points for spending money, of course, but you get like double points on games and you actually get points for trading stuff in. Yeah. Um, and, and then they throw you coupons all the time and stuff like that. But at the very least, the, um, the, the 20% off new games by itself, mm-hmm. uh, it's already paid for itself. Yeah. Um, because they have dropped the price now to thirty dollars, thirty dollars, thirty, thirty, forty dollars. I think maybe thirty. Uh, it's thirty. 30. It's fifteen dollars per year. Okay. So you're you're committing to two years right. up front. Thirty dollars for two years. And um, I I uh, I went in on the membership when I initially got uh, Mario Party Ten and a the Yoshi Amiibo, which it also worked for. So I got twenty percent off of all that. You got twenty percent off the the Amiibo too. I, I did. So it's 20% off games and accessories? Now, I, I can't say for sure that it's all accessories, but at the very least, it appears to be Amiibos. Wow. So, surprising. Yeah. So, and then, um, and then I took my Xbox, my unwrapped but never played copy of uh, Grand Theft Auto V for the Xbox 360 and traded that in and um, also then price matched Best Buy's to Target's price because they price matched like everybody now because they have to. Um, and so I ended up paying essentially, I think it was like 15 or 20 bucks to basically upgrade my copy of Jesus, Grand Theft Auto 5. Man, that is outstanding. Yeah, so that, that worked out pretty well for me. I'm pretty happy about that. And so between what I've saved just on those two games and that Amiibo, I've already, I've already the membership has already yeah. paid for itself. And I, now I have insane. it for the next year and 11 months. So. I have not signed up for it yet. I've known about it because they announced this last month. I think yeah. it was early February maybe that they announced it. I believe that's correct. Um, I haven't set my membership up for it, but I'm doing it this week actually because there's now that we're starting to get yeah. towards release season, I cannot wait to just like rain the money I'm going to save down <laughs> on it. Uh, Kyle's money. <laughs> like I'm so excited. Yeah. Man. And, um, Especially because with some games, at least they're doing the thing. They're they're, they're running a promo where you actually get um, so um, uh, Arkham uh, Arkham Knight yes. is 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 one of the one of the games is the the game out of the current lineup that caught my eye. There's a couple others there. I forget what they were. But with Arkham Knight, if you pre-ordered, not a, not, not only do you get you know you you get the the Harley Quinn missions if you pre-order with anybody, um, and then there's a Wayne Tech upgrade pack that i got for pre-ordering through best buy which also might be through anybody i haven't looked into it enough to know but i also did get that but plus 
in addition to my 20% off the, the, the retail price of Arkham Knight, I also am getting it a $10 Best Buy, uh, my Best Buy points coupon. You know, for, for use at Best Buy. So, That's I mean, crazy. like, so I'm saving $12 right off the bat just because of the, the 20% off plus another $10. I'm paying like $30, $38 for, a, for Arkham Knight the day it's out. I mean, that's insane. That's, man. I'm loving it. Yeah, I don't, I'm pretty sure that, uh, that that's where I'm going to be doing my retail purchases for gaming. And now it sounds like gaming accessories, if it applies, even if it's just a, a, a handful of things, I'll be yep. doing it there, man. That's, you're just pissing money away if you don't. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it's I'm sure it's not consoles. Um, I don't know if it's like controllers and stuff like that. But I mean, I don't know. Sure. I mean, like I was surprised it worked with Amiibo, but I looked at the receipt. I like triple checked it because I'm like, is this? Yeah, but no, it did. My, so, my um, condo is directly across the street from a Best Buy. Oh, nice. I, 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 my poor wallet. It's not ready. Yeah. So the the games you picked up though, what did you what did you think of Grand Theft Auto? Uh, so I'm I've I've. I'm only a little bit into the story mode so far. Um, I just did the um, the the mission. I don't know if there's more, but at the very least, the first mission uh, against uh, Life Invader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you where you hack the the prototype. Yeah, um, yeah. And so that, that just gives you a sense of how far I am. I don't sure, think I'm sure. that far, but um, uh, I'm. I mean, I'm loving it. I mean, I'm definitely glad I waited to play it on the Xbox One. It is gorgeous. Um, mm-hmm. The the loading times are kind of ridiculous. They are. They are very, very long. They are. Um, but I mean, like once it's up, it's up. Like there are no yeah. loading screens in game. And there's so. very little disruption or lag, yep. or you know, it's 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 a premium for the loading times. But you, you get what you pay for on yeah, that time yeah, yeah. too. Yeah. Um. So, but I'm loving the story mode so far. Um. You know, I played I played all the way through four. I played most of three, and so I'm kind of you know I'm, I'm relatively familiar with the recent entries in the series. Um. And um, I'm I'm loving what the uh, you know what I I guess like what they've learned and what they're doing with some things because yeah. like like that that first mission where um uh the I'm forgetting his name right now but the guy pops up in the back of the car you Michael. know when you, well a, after you yeah when when you repo the kid's car his and son's he pops car up out of the back seat where where he first meets yes yeah yeah the first it's meet. I mean like yeah. that's just so well done it's yeah. just like. Like the way that that was presented, it's just like, oh, that's really cool. Like, yeah, no, it is. Yeah, it wasn't like just like a cutscene. Like it was like in game, like yep. fully rendered and everything. Like you can yep. switch camera angles and like do everything. No, so, yeah. it's great, man. They didn't leave any detail out. I, I remember oh, when yeah. I played it on on PS3 originally. I pay, I played it. I was just I would wa- I would have Michael walk around in flip flops just to watch how realistic the physics for the flip flops are when really? they when they stretch and hit his feet. Now that I've said it, yeah. you'll notice it and you'll just walk back and forth going. Those fucking flip flops are mesmerizing, <laughs> you know. And then you know, and then your woman walks into the room and looks at you and goes, "This is really the guy that I chose to be with." My God, what is it with you and flip flops? <laughs> They're comfy. Last week it was the chick. You can't do it on power lines. Now you're talking about flip flop physics. Flip flop physics. Look, I have, it's it's a thing, man. It's a thing. <laughs> but yeah, it's I'm, a weird I'm, thing, but it's a thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm loving the story so far. Um, it's um you know I'm just, I'm just I'm looking forward to see where it's gonna go. It's um I have my okay I, I have one negative comment to make um about um saving and loading my game. Uh, mm-hmm. No no problems nothing like Orion the Blind Forest which is still not patched. <laughs> God darn it! But um I, I I I requested a blimp, which then I flew to the top of the tallest skyscraper just to see what would happen. I landed it and I parked and I got out and I walked around and I was like oh okay I'm done for the night I'm gonna save and close. I opened up the game. I, on the tower, blimp's gone. I have no way to get down. <laughs> I'm stranded. I'm you should be able sky. to call the blimp again. Uh, I did. It it was like a mile away. It did not come to me. <laughs> so I had to, I, I had I, I attempted to jump off into uh, one of the w- little window washer carts yeah. to see if then I could control that and lower myself down. No, mm-hmm. it just like flipped me over and it was like. Arr! 
and I died and I fell and I lost money and my guns and stuff like that. That so, is unfortunate. Yeah, that was very, very, very minor stupid grape, <laughs> which I did to myself, but that's fine. <laughs> Who saves on the tallest building in town? Right Charlie. Here. <laughs> yep, right here. Man of action. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, I, but lesson learned. I, I'll say that much. I'd like um, to hear that phone call. 911, what's your emergency? <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, I yeah. fucked up. <laughs> yeah, there were some doors. I tried them and they wouldn't open for me. So I presume, I, I don't know. I, the, with the level of detail there was just on the top of the skyscraper, I assume I'm going to be back up there at, for, at some point for something. Also, just because it I happens to be the, Yeah, but um, I don't, don't save when you're back. Yeah, yeah, you'll be back up there when you have access to parachutes. That's when you'll be back up there. You're trying to jump off and Parachutes land come later? Later. There are pa- oh. oh, there are parachutes, man. There's everything. Mm. Yeah, that's true. It's good. So, yeah, so that's that's why I played this week. Now that you know what we did this week, let's find out what the industry did this week. Okay, so kicking off news this week at number five, Nintendo boss says Zelda Netflix rumors weren't true. So if you guys remember, back in February, there was a lot of discussion about a live action Legend of Zelda Netflix show, which I'm pretty sure we talked about a little bit at the time. Uh, Nintendo says, nope, not true. Um, Satoru Iwata uh, came out and you know did a statement about the whole thing and said, as of now, I have nothing new to share with you in regard to the use of our IPs for any TV shows or films, but I can at least confirm that the article in question is not based on correct information. Who knows, man? It's not the first time Nintendo said, that's not a thing, and then the thing they said is not a thing becomes a thing, like next year. Yeah. Yeah, mm. but typically when they do that, their response is, Nintendo does not comment to room your speculation, and then that's just it. The fact that they yeah. like explain this out pretty much, I think I think it's done. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I, I You want to know what I think killed it, though? Hmm exactly what we joked and talked about you know when it was first announced which is link does not talk ganon grunts <laughs> navi navis it's not <laughs> like you know i think it, we've uh, i think we've uh, come to the term or coined the term 5.1 text on yeah. this uh, show. Yeah. yeah 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 you know i mean i guess you could make these characters uh more uh, vocal fleshed out <laughs> I guess more like people with souls um, but y- yeah I mean I don't think I don't necessarily think Legend of Zelda fans want that I think they kind of like their characters how they are people fear change part, you know yeah it would it would just need to be done really really well you have to be careful yeah I mean when, yeah. when you're talking about something that that's 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 that precious to people like it just needs to be done well it's probably never going to come to pass now at this point but I would have been interested to see what they the attempt would have been and I'll give anything a shot once for the most mm-hmm. part. Um, well, well no, no Zelda for you. Thank you. Or me. Or you. Or anybody. That's fine. Take all that Apparently. Take all that, and put it into the game that you're... And also not for the Wii U this year. I don't know if that's in the lineup. Yeah, that's I don't know right. If I it's, it's not part of the lineup, <laughs> okay. but I was going to use that as yes. a tale. It, it, they've delayed it into 2016, which yes. at this point, I, I we, we've delayed a game. Anybody who says that, you're cool with me because that means you are taking time to properly flesh out your product and not sell me... Uh, brokenness. Little does John so. know, it's so they can roll out the Zelda microtransactions program. No, no, I don't think they'll do that. No, that I think no. they're just trying to put. <laughs> they're just gonna sprinkle some love on it. And every time you buy something, you get a free tinkle. Moving on, <laughs> moving away from tingle. 
Always wise. Number four. I know. If Charlie wants me to get away from something, he's like, tingle, tingle. Uh, you know, that's it. It's done. We won't talk about it anymore. Number four. Virtual nose could help battle VR sickness. Um, you know, I found this kind of interesting having gotten to try a little bit of virtual reality ourselves. I only got a, it's just a, a smidge of uh, any sense of motion sickness, but uh Purdue University has been sort of studying this. Um, their assistant professor, David Whittinghill, recently sat down with the folks over at Rock Paper Shotgun to discuss why some people seem to be susceptible to motion sickness in VR. And uh, he says that uh, it's pretty simple. It's all in the nose. The problem is your perceptual system does not like it when the motion of your body and your visual system are out of sync, says Whittinghill. So if you see motion in your field of view, you expect to be moving. And if you have motion in your eyes without the motion in your vestibular system, you get sick. So um, similar, I guess you would never think about this. You, you, you always see your nose. You tune it out because you get used to it. But it's always there whether you realize it or not in most really? cases. There it is. The closest and probably most acceptable way of simulating that always there, but you don't notice it sort of way, games that have been most successful in not making people sick, it seems, are games with some sort of frontage, cockpit, or something like that. Oh, okay. Because it gives your, your uh, eyes and your mind a base like a, like to a ground your mind. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a point of anchoring. So if you're spinning or turning out of control, there's always something in your field of vision that simulates that same sort of... Uh, a similar, I guess, signal to your brain that your <laughs> to, as to what your nose would be. So um, that's that's the closest thing anybody's able to come up with besides an actual nose. But they're actually in some of the the demos and things that they're testing and putting together. They're actually putting a little nose in there. <laughs> but they're, the placement of it versus where your eyes are sort of simulates a nose in your field of vision to give you an anchoring. So uh, I, I'm curious to try this, though, to see if you feel like this weird sense of double nose because you can still <laughs> kind of feel your nose even though the goggles are over it. And I don't know. It's strange. That's going to be amazing. Just think of all the nose unlockables for every game now. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. You get different colored noses, yeah. different size noses. You ever wonder what it would be like to have a giant nose, a crooked nose? Oh, you could put Owen Wilson broken nose in there. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see what it's like to look up my own right nostril. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Owen Wilson. <laughs> um, he he says, Whittinghill says that it, it was a stroke of genius to, to think to add the nose to the game. He said, you're consistently seeing your own nose, tune it out. Um, you know, but apparently taking the virtual nose um, over at Purdue, they, they basically said that an average... Of 94% two seconds longer for a person playing with the nose in the games than the people who played the same games without the the sort of phantom nose. So you got roughly a a minute and a half more time without being motion sick with the nose in it for the average person, the amount of people that they tested. So, um, all right. You know, but they did say that the no nose groups managed on the roller coasters to add 2.2 seconds of non sickness to the experience. Wow. It, uh, what a difference. I tell you, man, you know. (laughs) This is going to turn the whole VR world upside down. Two seconds at a time. (laughs) It's true. That's true. So, uh, good luck, gentlemen, at Purdue with your, your nose research. I think it's fascinating and probably a really, really cool icebreaker to go. I put fake noses in video games. (laughs) Uh, moving on to number three here. Uh, Steven Spielberg to direct video game themed adventure Ready Player One. I am so excited about this, Charlie. Charlie, he had a he had a happy dance moment on the internet over I'm this one. 
I'm super, super stoked about this. I, I haven't read the book, but I've, I've heard enough people talk about it to know that I'm going to love this movie. I have the book. I am a little less than halfway through the book. I okay. keep getting distracted and haven't finished it. It was given to me as a Christmas gift um, by uh, uh, my good friend and sometimes uh, one of our mailbag answerers, Mr. Ricky Keller, and uh, his wife, Jennifer, were kind enough to gift it to me a couple of years ago for Christmas. Um, tragic to say that it was a couple of years ago and I'm only halfway through a book. Um, but it is, it's really cool. It's a neat concept. It's really well written. And, uh, I, I think I saw a few people say online that recently it was given away as part of a loot crate, which is, Mm -hmm. Oh my God. If you, if you had that month, man, if you got that last month and your loot crate, that's the coolest thing you could have gotten in a long time in a loot crate. It's really cool. It's a neat book. So um, Steven Spielberg is going to be directing the adaptation for it. It's based on a 2012 novel. It was originally written by Ernest Cline. It's being adapted into a screenplay by Zach Penn, who co-wrote The Avengers, uh, X-Men Last Stand, and is currently uh, writing the upcoming Pacific Rim 2. So that is that's not a terrible writing pedigree. And based on those first two movies, should be a pretty good adaptation. Um, so it's set in the year 2044. For those of you guys who don't know, it's set in the year 2044, where a teenager sets out on a scavenger hunt in a virtual world made by a man obsessed with 1980s pop culture. Unfortunately, the grand prize is so coveted that uh, folks in the real world are willing to kill to get at it. Um, so far as I've written, a lot of people like to liken this game to like a... Uh, book. like a, Or this book, that's right. Uh, this book to... Oh my like, God, but if this were a game, I'm sorry. It's true. Um, try, they try to liken this to like a... Uh, Willy Wonka meets like the Hunger Games type thing. Uh, and, and I don't know. I don't get that vibe from either of them. Uh, a little more the Willy Wonka side of it. But uh, I'm only halfway through. So I can't completely opine on a review for the book. When I do finish it, I will talk about it on the show. And I aim to finish it now that I know a movie is coming. Yeah. Um, so what what's kind of cool about some of the news for this, though, is, is that uh, Ernest Klein actually worked with Zach Penn, who's writing the screenplay, before on the Atari Game Over documentary that took place, uh, I think it was late last year or was it? Oh, the, year? yeah, the, the um, yeah, 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 the one where they talked about unearthing all of the uh, the, the shitty ET cartridges. Yeah. Um, I had no idea that he was involved or they were involved in that, and apparently they had a large part uh, to do with that entire documentary. So, kind of neat, uh, you know. I really am pulling for this to be something good. Um, something positive for video games and movies, you know, yeah, there's not the, a lot of that. The, the, the question that everybody seems to have is that, um, this, now again, I speak as somebody who has not read the book. I've just heard tons and tons and tons and tons about it. Um, is that it seems like this book has like every eighties reference you could possibly imagine. And so everybody is saying like, this is going to be a licensing nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Uh, I mean, based on some of the things that I've even kind of seen in the book, Kind of expensive, man. I don't know how they're going to pull it off. But, I mean, let's be realistic. If Steven Spielberg is directing something, it's going to have a budget behind it. It's not like they're not going to have money to throw at it. But some of the things, though, are... are I just wonder how feasible it would be to include those in that way with the yeah. expense of the licensing. Well, well, hold on here. You just answered your own question. Why do you think they hired Steven Spielberg, the man of the 80s? He'll call everybody like, hey, you mind if I borrow this? Yeah, go ahead, Steve. I mean, yeah. maybe, man, you know. That, that's true. I, I did read that... Um, you know, they, they kind of profiled, I mean, not, not that, not that Steven Spielberg needs a profile, but they talked about him a little bit just in reference to this movie. And they like showed a picture of him like back from in the eighties. And he's like in a room with like, like geek and like video game posters up all on the walls. And he had like an yep. arcade cabinet in his bedroom. I mean, like they said mm-hmm. that this guy was a gamer before like the word gamer existed. Yeah. And yeah, so, yeah. I mean, 
despite the fact that he's Steven frickin' Spielberg, yeah. I mean, it sounds like he's he's about the only person that can pull this off. Yeah, out of every out of like all the major directors that are out right now. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, he would. I would. I love it. I think it's a great choice. Yeah. You know, and it it you know it's it's also worth it's also worth mentioning um, that you know it's. He has signed on, but he signs on to a lot of stuff and doesn't actually end up doing it. Yeah. So th- it, there's every chance that he's just going to end up as, as a producer and somebody else will end up directing. I mean, this is like this is like early as early stages as early gets. I hope he does finish it though. There are very few directors I could think of yeah. that I feel like would be respectful to the source material. Off the top of my head, the only other director I can think of right now that knows and loves video game things and video game culture and has treated the subject respectfully in the past is Edgar Wright. It's the only other guy I can think of right now. He's directed Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Right. Um, you know, if you ever saw the TV show he did with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, Spaced, there are a ton of Resident Evil references and Tekken references in there. And I mean, Scott Pilgrim itself is basically a fighting game, you know. Right. Love love letter, you know. So, right. I mean, like, I think he could handle the source material properly. But I would like to see what Steven Spielberg does with it. I hope it, I hope it comes to fruition. Likewise. Awesome. The world needs more video game related movies directed by awesome Good. people. Good. <laughs> Good. <Yeah>. Good. <laughs> So, uh, good luck, Mr. Spielberg. Not that you need any sort of uh, push from anybody over here. (laughs) Uh, Coming in at number two, Konami releases a statement on Hideo Kojima rumors. So, Konami released a statement, if you want to call it a statement. It's a little bit more of a non-statement, you know, as far as most of the internet is concerned. So, they, uh, they dropped this out in the wake of the rumors purporting the departure of Hideo Kojima from Konami. Uh, They issued a press release that says the following... In accordance with the recent change in production organization, all of, all of Konami Kojima Productions, as well as internal production companies, has had its name, etc. changed to move into the corporate headquarters work structure. The name and organization has changed, but as before, Metal Gear Solid V The Phantom Pain is, coming, is continuing as a work from director uh, Kojima and existing team members. The social networking account has also changed, but the new account has the same Metal Gear team members as the previous one and is updating with the latest news. As the team members who are tweeting is unchanged, we would like your continued support and follows. Naturally, director Kojima is playing the game, checking all the small details, and giving directions to the staff as the title continues to completion. Bringing the thoughts and ideas of director Kojima in an open-world game the size of The Phantom Pain is incredibly difficult. The director and the team that's been there from the start are coming together as one as they aim to finish the game, so please give them support they need. A lot of people kind of feel like they're not actually addressing anything about it other than to say we're taking his name off of things, but they say very little about whether or not he's actually doing anything other than just finishing this game and then GTFO. I believe you know what that I mean? is referred to as a non-denial denial. That is true. And, and a lot of people are... They they pretty much confirmed, yes, he's going to finish Phantom Pain. We're going to get the game that Hideo Kojima has created and worked and directed on and has been. It's going to come to fruition and they'll let him finish the game. A lot of people are not so much bothered by that. What a lot of people seem to be bothered by is the fact that they have taken his name kind of off of everything. Uh, every game he's ever put out says a Hideo Kojima game, like on the websites, on all of the boxes, branding. Right. They've taken that off. All of the graphics that said a Hideo Kojima game, it's kind of gone. Really? They, they updated the websites. They changed a lot of graphics out, and a lot of people were tweeting them and kind of saying, fine, if he's not going to work with you guys after this, put his name back on everything. Yeah. You know, um, the sort of... Um, Kojima Productions logos that are popping up on everything. That's what they're talking about when they're saying names of things have changed. We're just folding it into the Konami corporate structure. 
A lot of people were suspicious because all of the Kojima Productions logos that were attached to things kind of started disappearing and sort of generic Konami stuff was popping up on it. Um, That's really weird. The other thing that concerns everybody is whether or not this marks the end of his work on Silent Hills. Um, if oh. he's not going to be with Konami or he's not going to be allowed to be with Konami, whatever the reason may be, if it is actually true, are we going to see him continue to stick around and finish that game too? Or is this it? You know, um, because as excited as I am and a lot of people are for Guillermo del Toro to be involved as the director of that game, a lot of people kind of feel like if Kojima leaves, that may fall apart. Right. Um, yeah, I could definitely see that. So much of what made PT brilliant, if you got to play it, it was just dripping with Kojima's like vague sense of it. Just it had it felt like his, you know, like his hand was all over it. And if if that goes away, what's going to become of the game? You know. Yeah. So I hope it's not true. You know. Um, I, I just want him to keep making games. The guy's yeah. amazing. Whatever he does, if even if he doesn't stay there. You know, just make good games. I hope he's not gone, though. Uh, this this reminds me of, um, his name escapes me, but the guy who's, <clears throat> who gave us Mega Man and the Capcom thing, how they just kind of flushed him out that way, too. Oh, the ga- the guy that's now doing... In a few um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Mighty, Mighty, Mighty Number 9. Mighty, Mighty Number 9, nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they just, they, 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 there was the same kind of story where they just kind of flushed him out and out the back door and... Never said anything about it again, and that's why we don't really have many more Mega Mans. My biggest worries is if that happens. Um, you've seen this happen a couple times. That's a perfectly good example with KG and Afune mm-hmm. from from formerly of Capcom, flushed out, had no access to making Mega Man. Capcom ruined Mega Man badly, and now he's putting out Mighty Number no. Nine, which is basically just Mega Man and all but name, um, and kind of the Mega Man that everybody wants yeah. and wanted. <laughs> And yep. then look what happened once Hironobu Sakaguchi and Nobuo Matsu left Square Enix. Look what they've done to Final Fantasy, you know? Right. Um, and I'm a little worried that that's what's going to happen with Metal Gear. Metal Gear is one of the last series that only comes out once in a blue moon and is always just dripping with quality. And they did say as part of their press release that they are committed to continuing to put out Metal Gear games in the future. So if he's not involved, I think a lot of people are also worried that they're going to do that where they just start. It's not going to be four, five, six years between releases for Metal Gear. They're just going to start hammering them out on the conveyor belt because they know that it will produce money for them. Ugh. I hope that they don't ruin that, that series awful. in that way, you know. Yeah. But uh, a lot of people are worried that that's what this means. Well, they've also started doing that too with that, uh, what was it, Metal Gear Rising? I, I think Metal Gear Rising was them testing the water for yeah. that type of thing. Mm-hmm. and they just it, kind of threw that out there and it has nothing to do with Barely, barely it anything. Was, it's a whole different right. gameplay. Yeah, there was some fun things in that game, but that was largely not a good game. Yes, you know the yeah. combat was interesting, but the story was trash. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. So, hope hopefully not. Yeah. You know, yeah, we'll we'll definitely be keeping an eye on this one. <laughs> the only upside to it is maybe if he does leave, he'll be free to try new projects and do other innovative other things in other innovative ways in other places. Yes. That's true. I wonder if I wonder if there's any chance that Konami has been restricting him. It's possible. You know, yeah. you know. So it's we'll entirely see. possible if he does leave that this is his decision. So I mean, maybe he's been will saying for years, he's every Metal Gear he puts out, I'm done. I'm done after this one. Yeah. And then he comes back, you know. So maybe he really does just want to be done. And maybe then it was Konami his writes him a check. Yeah. And, That's yeah. true. <laughs> I would love to know what the reason is. Uh, maybe we'll find out about it after the game is released and it doesn't affect the, you know, sales of the game. We'll see. Yeah. And then and then when he leaves, we'll get Gear Metal Solid and 
We'll go through that again. <laughs> Say it ain't so, Mr. <laughs> Kojima. Say it ain't so. All right, number one for this week, YouTube to take on Twitch with plans to relaunch live streaming service for gaming videos. Um, this article is directly from the folks at AfterDawn.com. Charlie dug this one up for us this week. Um, according to multiple sources, YouTube is planning to relaunch its live streaming service in an effort to take on Twitch with the platform focusing on live gaming video and esports. Um, they put out a little bit of a statement saying, uh, gaming and esports in particular are going to be a big di- driving force for the new look uh, YouTube Live um, there will be huge opportunities uh, for established streamers. St- steamers. <laughs> there will be huge opportunities for established streamers and organizations soon. And I would say that the record numbers of esports viewers are only going to grow when Google start promoting and partnering with these events. So Google first used YouTube to live stream events back in 22, to inclu- including Indian Premier League cricket matches. Sounds fucking riveting. <laughs> Uh, hey, hey, back off. <laughs> but popularity <laughs> waned. You don't say. Uh, popularity waned after an initial spike. By the end of last year, there were no more live streaming events on YouTube. Uh, Twitch, which is the undisputed leader of live gaming industry, was a target for Google last year, but Amazon ended up purchasing the company for $1 billion. Uh, for those of you that uh, don't remember or didn't hear about that story. So reportedly, Google has already hired 50 engineers with streaming backgrounds, and the company is expected to officially launch the service at E3 in June. Um, you guys think that there's any possible way that if, if any giant out there is going to try, try and take a bite out of Twitch's ass, wouldn't it be YouTube? Or do you think this is, you know, them trying to stumble into something they just can't handle? Yeah, I can't think of anybody else with the um, with the uh, with the mind share to to come anywhere near close to uh, uh, you know competing with Twitch in this. I mean, you know, it helps that they basically you know they, they you know YouTube already does have basically the the live streaming guts in place. I mean, you can already do it with like Hangouts on Air and stuff like that. So I mean, like it's already there. They just need to yeah. build it into platforms. They just need to build it into you know, uh, you know, make it because you know, the the thing that Twitch does extraordinarily well is especially with their um, you know, with their uh, integration with like with Raptor, their integration with um, you know, into PlayStation Four and Xbox One. Yeah. is it's super 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 easy to do. Yeah, like it's it's for some people it's almost mindless. You know, yeah. it's like they just they start up a game and they say, you know, Xbox start streaming. Sorry for anybody with an Xbox in the room, um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but it's um, yeah, I can't think of anybody else who could possibly elbow their way into this arena as you as YouTube could. Google universally does make things with simple and easy to use interfaces. So it would make sense that they would be able to find a way to, you know, one button broadcast, you know, uh, a streaming service on YouTube. It's not like they don't have a disgusting install base at this juncture. It's not like people don't use them for videos and music and all these other things. So, I mean, it it makes sense. Um, It's just people, people seem incredibly loyal to Twitch um, there's a, there's a trust there that, uh, I don't know that YouTube has yet. I'm, I'm curious to see whether or not they can. I hope that they're able to, to put together a, a good service for it though, because I do believe that there should be a, uh, a counter competition to, you know, the domination of Twitch, you know, just to keep the market, uh, you know, healthy as it were. Yeah. I, I think you did that dip Google tube. As, as the a, goob tube, as, as apparently as I want to call it, as YouTube's the best one to come in and kind of swing because, let's be honest, most of these people who are huge on Twitch they stream live, right? Right. Then they dump it to YouTube so you can watch it later. That's the thing. It's like you, so Twitch doesn't even keep any of this stuff for like more than like a couple weeks yeah. now, anyway. So yeah. they, it all ends up yeah. on YouTube anyway. So they dump it to YouTube, and now YouTube can just 
screw over the first guy and become yeah. the first and second yeah, guy. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I guess they do have that as one massive, massive boon for them yeah. is, is yeah. that you're, they're archiving you by default and it won't fall off after two weeks. Yeah. The, the other thing, too, and I, th- I, this just occurred to me, is that um, YouTube is actually, a, a lot of people don't even think about this or realize this, but um, YouTube is actually a loss. It's a loss leader for Google. They lose more money on YouTube every year. That's that's one of the biggest thing that 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 uh, the biggest drains on whenever they're talking about their 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 financial reporting, and that's because the amount of bandwidth that YouTube sucks up. Oh yeah, yeah. It just like it's. I mean, like, what do we what do we uh, we talked before about. Um, uh, this was a couple months ago uh, where a study came out talking about um, how much of the internet bandwidth was what. And like something like two thirds of the internet bandwidth at any given moment is streaming video. And like the first biggest chunk of that is Netflix. And the second biggest chunk of that is YouTube, give, give or take. And mm-hmm. so like YouTube by itself is something like 20% of the internet. I mean, like give or take. I mean, like mm-hmm. that's sure. Sure. Know, don't quote me on that. But I mean, um, and then yeah. the giant gray area of amorphous porn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, just the, um, you know, YouTube is not making Google money, but it's losing them money. Sure. And even, you know, that's, that's one of the reasons why advertising has become more and more and more prevalent on YouTube is because it's, they're losing money. And so I'm starting to wonder if, um, if trying to be profitable, like trying to make some money off of it is one of the, one of the larger incentives they have to, um, you know, to, to do this whole streaming gaming thing and get, get in, sure. get into this arena because, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I, you know, it, it, I'm just, I'm just wondering if that's an angle that they have. If that's, I'm sure that it have. is, but it's, it's really fascinating because you don't gaming in general is coming to a fever pitch on a social level. I don't think it's reached its peak, but it's, it's getting there and it's going somewhere rapidly because what a lot of people, people talk about YouTubers all the time. YouTubers are such a hot topic, but streaming, I don't think that Google and and YouTube would be so involved in capturing this market. If it weren't for the fact that so much of Let's Play people and and video game YouTube channels have become so fucking massive at this point that they really are kind of the they're the uh, arguably the biggest thing on YouTube now. You know yeah. what I mean? Gamers have have really taken over YouTube. Yep. And even the viral videos that you see on the daily or the weekly, those have kind of even fallen off the radar for a lot of people and a lot of people are going to YouTube for music and you know for for gaming related things yeah. now so I mean it's just kind of a it's a very telling thing that that Google is willing to invest so much suddenly here in a streaming service that rivals Twitch to try and take that money in it sure. just speaks volumes as to how prevalent gaming is becoming. That's definitely true. I mean, it, last I checked, I'm pretty sure that if not one of, if not one of the top, I think the top, like the most subscribed, watched whatever guy on YouTube is friggin' PewDiePie. It's, he's mm-hmm. still, he yeah. has been for a while now and still is, but it's not just him. I mean, you got guys when, when a guy like Markiplier gets invited to the white house, yeah, that's not nothing, man. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'll go on record as saying I'm not crazy about Let's Play channels. I, I Some of them are great. Some of the content they produce on those channels is perfectly fine. Um, that's It's a whole other conversation. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want to break into it. I could really go on for a while. I've got a lot of thoughts about this, but I'll, I'll save it for another show. You okay. know? But um, I, you know, I, I think it's a cool idea. I, I want to see them turn it into something neat. And, and well. competition is good for the industry. Yes, if, sir. For, for every industry. So, I mean, if if, uh, if YouTube can come in and 
give Twitch a run for their money and you know, get Twitch to innovate, and, yeah, and then we'll, you know. Yeah. Good. All good. Good times. That's no. it. There's no more news. It's <laughs> over. We're done with that. Moving on. All right. So last week, we uh, talked a little bit about that uh, Pixels travesty, I mean, movie that's coming out uh, from Adam Sandler. And... Um, and uh, you know, we, we we got on the we we got on the topic a little bit of um, the fact that the, the 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 tropes and the characters and the games and just the things that are are being used in this movie ha- are just kind of done and over with. I, I can sum this up for you real quick. Uh huh. The video or the movies have been using the same five dudes for the last twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, so go. You have some feelings on the matter. Like, what? What are there any other things that you can think of that you just kind of want to see be done, in um, in uh, in in movies and media, just uh, video game stuff that you just want to be left alone. Well, I mean, we need to like move on and update our Rolodex, Hollywood. Okay, we got Mario. Nintendo's a great thing. We get it. They've been around for a while. They started it. Shit's happened since '85. I hate to break it to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's like, that's the problem is is that a lot of who Hollywood tries to sell games to mm-hmm. are people who remember arcade old arcade games from the you know mid '80s. Untrue. Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It Ralph is the exception to that rule. Wreck It yeah. Ralph is probably the only video game related movie. That Aside from Scott Pilgrim, I think yeah, that handles yeah. the source material very respectfully and tried to put in something for yeah. everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. But as a whole, Hollywood's been selling it as 1985. Even the people they like they depict as gamers are like the guys from like the 80s nerd like Revenge of the Nerds movie. I'm like. Seriously, I like nothing like that. that that's <laughs> definitely, if we're talking about tropes that we yeah. want to go away, that is one of them. Because while there are people who participate in gaming that are like that, mm-hmm. really, There's male three. and female, the majority of people who play games are not at all like that anymore. There's three yeah. in this room right now that look nothing no, like that. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, and, and then there's the other side of the coin, too. If you think back to that SVU episode, it's like, it's, you know, it's it's not... It's not only that it's not only what we've been talking about for the last couple of minutes where gamers are like these like nerdy, like buck tooth, you know, pocket protector glasses wearing like like socially awkward geeks. Yeah. With I, really high pants. Yeah, that <laughs> um, it, it's you know, they're not, you know, gamers are not universally that, but gamers are also universally like not like the kind of psychos, psychopathic, <laughs> crazy call of duty thinking it's real life people that were portrayed in that SVU episode. I mean, it's. Like gamers are just normal people. Like they're just they're 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 your neighbors. They're the guy on the bus next to you. Like they're which that may or may not be okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! And next week people are like, oh my god, I can be a gamer. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's uh. You know. So yeah, I I agree. I, th- I think I think we're all in consensus here that that's the biggest thing that needs to go is just mm-hmm. these these horrible stereotypes. Yeah. That yeah. that the media keeps turning gamers into, and it's um that that's probably about the biggest thing. I'd I, like to I'd like to say to all those parents out there, I. I look like I fell off a metal tour because I did. But I'm yeah, still it's a, true. It's true. But I'm you know? still a gamer, and you'd let a gamer in your house before you'd let me in your house. So don't don't. <laughs> That's um. Well, yeah. I just have this like. Now you're making me envision uh, like you see on the chain link fence. Yeah. It's like the uh, you know the warning signs for like an angry dog. It's just like you know goat. You know, angry goat warning. <laughs> 
Warning, beware of goat. Beware <laughs> yeah. of goat. I actually have a sign like that on my wall. I was just going to say we should get me one, so yeah. that's handled. Good. Yes. Good. Take care of it. Of course you do. Why would fan you? handle it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that def- definitely needs to go. The other trope in gaming that needs to go is kind of in the sort of reverse, um, the like overly hyper-sexualized female gamer. Thank you. There are many women who are exactly that. They do super hypersexualized. They are not the majority. And there is a large consensus that they are the majority. And for those of them that are that way and exist that way, no problem. Do what you're doing. If that's how you want to do things, right on. No problem. I'm not complaining about that. I'm complaining about the assumption that a lot of women who participate in gaming are like these, like, are basically Jessica Rabbit. And and, <laughs> and that's, that's really not the case, man. You know, and it's not fair to the women who aren't that way to portray them that way i don't I, because they are the majority are not like that yeah at all so yeah again i think i think we can all agree that the biggest thing that we all that the three of us want to see go away is just the horrendous consistent mischaracterization of gamers yes. in media yes gamers themselves we want media ignorance to go away well you you know what <laughs> a lot of it is is like take <laughs> yes wishful thinking you joked around about the the sort of like the svu you know um, the Law and Order episode that talked about gaming, you joked around about how the they portray and sort of make people think about the like crazy, angry Call of Duty dudes. And what's unfortunate is gaming as a whole, the things that people have seemed to use as sticking points for gaming, the, the negative things that people use, seem to use as sticking point for gaming are just that negative things. And those people are the minority. You know, definitely. I'm not saying that Call of Duty players are not large in number, but I do. I mean, like I play Call of Duty sometimes. Sure. I don't mm-hmm. get on there and start calling people names and you know racial slurs and. Excuse you know, me. Like, I don't do that. I played with you either. twice and I went home crying. Just because I call you a fuckface doesn't mean that I'm talking to everybody else on the server. Let's be clear here. Oh, that's special treatment. That's true. I'll swing you around by your goat horns and throw you across the map. No, it. it you know. It's the old few good bad a few bad eggs ruin it for everybody yeah. kind of thing, and there's a bad there is a bad misconception about who gamers are because the very um, the very vocal minority um, have a tendency to just kind of ruin it for people. Sometimes I want that to go away. You know, stop stop assuming that because ugh, Fox News said something about Grand Theft Auto. Because the some because because some psychopath went and shot up a school. First of yeah. all, what video games does he play? What music does he listen to? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, uh, look, obviously, Grand Theft Auto and Marilyn Manson. Exactly. Because we've been talking about it a little bit in this episode, and I've been playing it online a lot. Grand Theft Auto has been on my mind a lot lately. Here's the thing, not not every iteration, but I'm talking about Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto Five. You can choose to take that unbelievable, <laughs> amazing engine that was created by. God knows how many people. Yep. You can look at that as a coalescence of creativity and walk around and appreciate the textures. If you go into first person mode in the current version of the game and walk around, shut their music off, don't pull a gun out and start running people over in the non-chaotic moments of that game, you can appreciate the sound, the the just the the immersion of it, the detail, the disgusting amount of detail, yeah. the amount of things that were rendered in that engine and you can go and really all the media can find to talk about in this 
is the the tongue and cheek part of it, the joke, the butt into the joke of it. They can't find the beauty or the creativity in it. That's crazy. That's something I want to go away in in as far as tropes and in gaming is the the villainizing and the demonizing of video games. That that I want that to go away almost more than anything because there is so much heart in it. You know, even at the end of the day, when I get on my soapbox and piss and moan about broken games, good, bad, and ugly, it makes up the industry and the thing that I love almost the most. And I, I really want that to go away. Stop demonizing it. There's so much beauty in it, you can't even wrap your brain around it, you know. But they're not willing to try. And to wrap it around back to 1985... <laughs> That that's what we need to do. That's the one thing we need to do. You guys need to go forward with the characters and back to '85 when video games were awesome. And we you you went to the arcade and you were like revered as somebody who did something because you beat Pac-Man and all that stuff. And it was it was positive. Mario, Nintendo days, it was all positive. Was it almost better when video games were more considered toys and less less? Yes, it was amazingly like, better. So like the the social I don't know yeah statements that they are now. Some of that though is. Video games grew up, and the people who played them then grew up, and as adults, we need more stimulation, and so people expect more growth in the thing that they well, love. Well, technology grew with it and all that, but you have a very good point there, Charlie. Nerf guns. Still around? Not evil. Yeah. Still guns. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah. I, the, the analogy that I always, uh, I always come back to is that... You know, demonizing the video games in, in the way that John is describing is you might as well be demonizing libraries because they happen to have a couple books on making bombs. That's it. I t- my father and I have a conversation often about um, l- when I was a kid, my dad and my brother and I would sit down a big comic book household would talk how awesome would it, be to, would it be to see A, B, and C characters in an actual movie, but not just a shitty movie. Not Roger Corman Fantastic Four. A good Fantastic Four, which we still haven't gotten and are not going to get coming up, but that's a whole other thing. Um, and, and it happened. It happened. All these characters that I loved have become arguably the most uh, forceful, amazing entertainment thing on the planet now. I told my, I told my father, I said, Dad, the way that when you started reading X-Men in the 60s and it was a new and exciting comic books were a fairly new and exciting thing still in their growth infancy. It was just, it took time for those concepts to catch up to the public. When Disney burns out on telling comic book stories, all it's going to take, the way that Iron Man kind of broke this whole thing open, all it's going to take is that one truly good truly quality video game story to get ported over in a quality way to film and then video games will be the next thing that they keep mining infinitely because what a lot of people don't realize is so unique about video games is unlike I mean in novels an unbelievable amount of writing in the world that will never be read or seen or heard or ported over to movies video games have stories that don't exist in any other medium than video games. That's absolutely true. Novels become mm-hmm. movies. Movies become novels. Video games has this massive treasure trove that is yet to be cracked open. It's going to be unbelievable when it happens. 
Which leads me to my next don't do it anymore trope. <laughs> Stop making bad video game movies. For God's sakes. Like, if you're going to follow about? the source material, just fucking make a good movie. Mario That's... Brothers was Oscar worthy. Oh, God. Could we sum up this entire conversation as just saying we want video games to stop being disrespected? Do yes. Think, do you think that's really what it comes down to? Is that people just like like video games went through this transition of being first toys mm-hmm. and then something that um, that the, uh, the 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 social inept among us and the people who did all these horrible things like Columbine and what mm-hmm. the hell ever else like you know that you know that there are these toys that now these grown ups played with you know and so they 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 turn it from being toys into um, things that, that 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 you should be embarrassed about mm-hmm. and and then they took it and they took it there and now it's now we're in this period now where i feel like and i hope because especially like I, I feel like you know maybe i'm crazy but i feel like maybe super, you know the you know the you know, superhero movies like the, you know the marvel continuum and all sure. that i think maybe maybe actually helping video games in a way where it's where it sure. might be opening people up to the idea that these things that are sometimes not so serious sometimes very serious um can be universally taken seriously if you understand what i mean by sure, that. sure sure they can be respected yes yes that's yeah. really it I, I think the the fact that nerd culture is becoming like mainstream and 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 okay finally like that's helping video games get more yeah. respect and stuff like that like you're it, right it, about that Charlie's as much right as people that. hate the big bang theory it's done a shit ton for putting the gaming world and stuff like that in the mainstream and be like, look, these guys are normal human beings. I could have a whole other conversation about yeah, Big yeah, Bang yeah, Theory. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. on the other side of the fence yeah. with you. Pretty sure I'm on, yeah. <laughs> but even the Revenge of the Nerds back in the age did the same thing. Yeah. It was funny. It's It, it waters it down. It makes us look like humans and not psychopaths who sit in our house with dark lights and per- try to shoot people from miles away in Call of Duty and then go outside and do it in real life. <laughs> One thing we did talk about with the feature, though, that we, that we we also said what what characters, what type of characters, or gaming related tropes, not the people who enjoy gaming. What would you like to see in terms of characters go away? Who do you think needs to leave gaming and on the character? I got role? mine right off the bat. That fucking monkey needs to retire. Go back to your island, Donkey be, Kong. Yeah, him and whole family. Just fucking retire. Go to your island. Get a goddamn beach house that you already own. Stay yeah. there for once. Yeah, yeah. Hang out. I'm done with you. Now you're are you talking about like straight up like Donkey 80s Kong. Donkey Kong? No, Donkey Kong in general. Him now in his little red tie and his stupid little buddy with the hat. Yeah, they all can go. All right, well there's Goat's opinion. <laughs> Charlie, what do you think? Um you know, I, t- to me it's like everything it's like everything that's in um in in, in pixels. It's like all all that 8-bit stuff. It's like and as we've been talking about this, I've been thinking about that movie because that's what led us into this conversation in the first place. And I have to wonder, because especially like that, that scene from the trailer where they um, where they where the, the ghosts in, that they that they're going to use to fight Pac-Man or like Mini Coopers or some other stupid like little car. I feel I almost feel like I'm going I, I, I'm going to do my best to walk into this movie with an open mind and and, 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 and a non-biased mindset. I'm going to do my absolute best. But I just have the if if I were a betting man, I would bet that I'm going to be offended by this movie because I just feel like that they're not treating the source material with respect, I think is what it comes down to. I think because as I understand it, the plot of the movie is based around the fact that aliens have um, picked up like from like the signals from Earth, like they, they found out what video games were and that they've they misinterpreted them as some kind of attack. And so these 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 pixelated beings that are coming down or attacking Earth are their creations that they've that they've 
well created to combat what are the video games that they thought were real and like attacking them or something weird like that like they look at space invaders and they think it's like like a training game for like teaching humans how to attack them or something like that sure like i might be explaining this poorly but that's that this is the gist that i've gotten sure and I, i feel like that that's that they're you know i feel like that plot is the best that they could do to come up with to for better or for worse to be able to ex- to be able to explain away and to be able to try and recreate the original pixels short you know it's like sure. why are why are these pixelated things attacking earth okay well aliens okay why are aliens attacking earth okay you know i i can i can see the thought process that led them there but just that one scene from the trailer where it's like, and these are your ghosts. And it's like, and they, they have, I think it's Peter Dinklage just going, hell yeah. And it's just like, what even is happening? And yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I just, I, I feel like I'm going to be offended, frankly, coming out of this movie. And so, um, to answer your question, what do I, what do I want to go? What do I want? What characters do I want to have go away? Um, it's, it's not so much. I mean, I, I kind of feel like pretty much everything out of the eighties at this point, especially after this movie is, sure, is done sure. and is done and over with. Like, you know, it's it's three decades. That's oh my tough, God. though, man. Because it's a, three decades ago, it's a like, lot of these companies rely on the simplicity of those sprite-based characters to resonate with people. Because so many people know, yeah. if, if people who don't know a lot about video games, they don't know much, but they know Mario, they know Pac-Man. Yeah, a lot of them know Donkey Kong. The, that's why all those things are featured in that movie. For the same reason that I joked around a few weeks back with Level 257 about the fact that they chose to market that restaurant. And I do enjoy it a lot as, oh, I got Pac-Man, he's so cute. (laughs) You know, that wasn't fucking kidding because that's how most people perceive video games. That's still what a lot of adults think about video games, people who are older than we are. Yeah. You have to to put this in perspective, too. This movie isn't for us. It's for the parents... It's it's for, it's for it's, it's for, for the, the moms the, who still the mass, call it Nintendo. The mass audience. Well, damn it! I want a movie for us. Why is that so much to ask? You, you got to wait till Assassin's Creed come out. Huh. Yeah. I think that's where we're, we're missing the bus here. Is this movie isn't for us? It's for the everyman. It's for the people who are like, oh, those are video games. I don't know what the hell they are. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah, go yeah. watch a funny movie. Yeah, yeah. That'd they, be like they, uh, they uh, choose yeah. the most accessible route in order yeah. to maximize tickets. I mean, that'd be like somebody being a you know or you you know a war movie. I, I know you haven't gone to the service. You've never been in a war. None of us in this room have, as far as I know, right? Right. Uh, I'm sure a war movie we watch is completely different from what war actually is. Okay. <laughs> Point very well made. <laughs> and the guy who went there was be like, what the fuck is this? That doesn't happen. <laughs> the yeah, no, and I, don't, I don't say that mockingly. I mean, like, yeah. you're, you're, you're probably absolutely right. So I can say this. Characters that I want to go away, things that I want to go away in gaming particularly characters. Um, Nintendo has gotten to be really bad about creating really, really, really um, derivative sidekick type characters. I think that Wario and Waluigi are two of the dumbest characters ever created in any games. Um <laughs> Wario was cool when Wario originally came out on the original but Game Boy. But what he is now versus what he... Yeah. He's, he's a know. mockery of himself at this he point. Is. Yes. And, and, and Waluigi is just... That's just fucking lazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but that that's, that's what I'm saying. Um, um, no, that I, I want that kind of stuff to go away. Um, on the more grown-up side of it, and not to just focus on Nintendo, um, Gears of War is a lot of fun. 
I don't, I am so tired of characters being clad head to toe in armor. And I'm not blaming Gears of War. I'm using it as an example. Iron Man is probably more to blame for everything being in armor. I'm really excited about Arkham Knight. I'm so tired of seeing Batman clad in like fucking armor head to toe. His armor moves in this one like Iron Man. It's yeah. become such a fixture of culture. Batman was never really clad in armor in most cases. He's a detective. He is a detective. <laughs> He's more of a rubber know. guy. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I just I want that to go away. Stop stop drenching everybody in armor head to toe. You stop know? building human mechs. The yeah. guys in Gears of War, I understand why they're in armor. Uh stop making tree trunk legs and necks the size of <laughs> it I just Stop hiring Scale it back a little bit, man. Stop yeah. hiring WWE people. Yeah. And the other trope is stop turning everybody into a matrixy Jedi. Um, <laughs> I, I, I could I go on a whole other rant about that, but I, I want a character. I'm finding most characters in games today to be less and less relatable. When you're putting on a story-based game, I, I don't, they don't have to be an everyman, but stop making everybody... Uh, basically a Dragon Ball character that, <laughs> that, you know, power level explodes through the roof. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, necessarily, yeah. that's not the answer to me for everything. That's kind of lazy to me. So I've got, I've got two more, both to follow up with what you were just saying. Yeah. Um, coming, uh, coming off of the whole, like the, the, the tree trunk legs and things and everything. I'm going to use that in, as a, the perfect segue into one of the things that I would like to go away is just, you, we, we talked about this before about the over-sexualization of female gamers. Yeah. Uh, also with female game characters. It's like you talk about, you know, it's your your point about everything you just said about the male characters with like the gigantic for, you know, like biceps and the trunk, tree trunk legs and completely clad in armor. Sure. I'm also sick of the precise exact opposite of that, <laughs> of the over voluptuous, like <clears throat> scantily clad, like nobody in their right mind would actually wear that in a battle. Like sure, characters. sure. I, I mean, I don't gravity mind. defying garments. Yes, exactly. I don't mind the occasional like scantily clad person in a game, um, but, but as long as not it in fits everything, somehow. that's right. As yeah, long yeah. as it makes some sort of sense, right? And you know. male or female, yeah, male you know, or female, yeah, absolutely. Side of it. Easy solution. Okay. Easy solution. All right. Put the guys in thongs for the next five years, and put all the armor on the chicks. Do it. Switch it up. <laughs> I'm surprisingly okay with that. <laughs> um, and then the other thing is, um, um, this is this, this is just a, a side. You made me think of something. This is admittedly not my idea. Somebody else said this once. I think it was in a players club um, a comment thread on Facebook a long, long time ago. But one of the best ideas I've ever heard for the for the premise of a game is take your typical like monumental epic you know, like Final Fantasy type RPG or something like that, where like, you know, there are these huge monumental things happening and overly powered characters going at it, just like you said, like Dragon Ball Z characters. You play through the entire game as one of the NPCs. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you have, you have minor effects on like what's happening, but I mean, like, you, you know, it, you, the game that you play is like more like a day in a life of an NPC yeah. kind, of, kind of a viewpoint. Supporting role. So it's supporting role. I mean, like you, you do have effect on what's happening in the story. And, um, you know, then there is a story about it. There's something interesting happening. But the things that are interesting that are about it are, are not the big stuff that's going mm. on over there. You know what I mean? It's, um, I just thought that was an absolutely brilliant idea. And um, I wish I could remember who said that. I could get behind but, that. Um, so yeah. you're talking about Paul Blart, the game. Oh, I haven't seen that movie, so I can't comment to that. Um, but uh, short, that sounds about right. Um, that would be amazing, though. Just like like a massive epic battle going on in the background, and you're like 
just Steve, the the NPC, going to work at your shop. Right. Like watch watching the epic battle outside your shop while you're helping customers. Like you know what it's like. Okay, I'm gonna get real geeky here for a second. Um, for Star Trek Next Generation fans, the episode Lower Decks that basically follows. You know, it's there's I forget what the main plot, what the main story that was happening with, like, you know, the regular cast. But the episode primarily follows just some ensigns, like just just, you know, like, you know, four characters, three or four characters that are not the main crew. Mm -hmm. And the episode entirely follows them and how their small contributions helped with whatever the overall story was. I want that. Yeah. yeah. But in video game form, I I think, again, not my idea. I cannot take credit for it, but I think it's brilliant. So Red Guy, the game. Oh, redshirt the game would be over real fast. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's a DLC pack at best. So it plays like a lot like yeah. Lemmings. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> Sad. But uh, yeah. Okay. Anyone else have anything they want to throw into the mix? You know, no. Them? I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure we could probably, you know, we could wax, wax on, on this, this for a long time. Yeah. You know, but uh, that that's just those just, are the big just points. Just get get rid of the get rid of the dumb shit. Yes. You know, and the, respect games. Yeah. And. Um, you know what? It, it's it's both. It, I suppose, really, when it comes down to it, respect video games and respect video gamers. Really, yeah, at the end that, of the day, that's it. Isn't that what we all just want at the end of the day, Charlie? Is a little bit of respect. I feel. Yeah, as I say, I think we should just lead. Ladies and gentlemen, Charlie Worthley. I think we should just lead this out with with respect by Franklin. Uh, copyright violations. <laughs> I didn't say she was going to sing it. Oh, fair enough. We'll have. Uh, he Charlie just sang. Yeah, it? I say we'll have Charles Franklin come in and. That's a horrible idea. Um, <laughs> my false it was not what it used to be. Uh, so moving on, uh, let's see what you guys had to think on the matter. All right, for the mailbag question this week, we asked, so the Pixels movie is featuring some classic retro gaming characters, but have we seen enough of them? What games or characters do movies and TV need to leave alone, and what ones do they need more of? Uh, first response we got was from Mitch Tayo. He says, more mega, less pack. So I think he wants some less Pac-Man, more Mega Man, which I'm all for. I'm all good with that. I yeah, we've never seen Mega Man in film form, have we? Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there was that cartoon. So. Yeah, yeah, the, he had a little foray there, but it didn't go well. Yeah, yeah. him and Zell, or him and Link had about the same foray. I'm trying to imagine what a modern Mega Man movie would look like. I imagine it would it would it a would lot kind of blue. I'm, well, well, yes. I imagine <laughs> it would kind of have the have have to have the aesthetic of like the Speed Racer movie. But just, I think it'd be Speedtron Racer. Yeah, <laughs> Speedtron. Racer. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere, yeah, like yeah. a mix of those two. Yeah, yeah. that makes like sense. Yeah, super Japanese, but super lighty. Yeah, something like that, where it's like Mega Man, but inside a computer, very Tron-y. Yeah, that uh, I could see that. I could yeah. totally see that. Well, anything mm-hmm. we say Tron, you're already on board. Let's be honest. That's 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 absolutely true. If it was Big Bang Tron Theory, you'd be like, "This is the greatest show, sort of." <laughs> <laughs> Just don't listen to them talk, and it's fantastic. <laughs> I love watching this show on mute. <laughs> I would uh, be that's willing. absolutely true. And uh, we got. Um, uh, response from uh, Mr. Carlton. Uh, he says, We all deserve a Mork and Mindy rom com mist adaption. So, Mork and Mindy on Mist Island? Yes. Like, trapped. who's trapped in the books? I'm confused. <laughs> well, and, and Robin Williams is no longer with us, so this is getting even weirder. So, he would be in the books? I don't know. What? But would he be Patch Adams? <laughs> no, 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 he would be Mork. <laughs> oh, he'd be Mork. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, and then Mindy would be finding him in the. Okay, all right. Let, let's let's go with this. So so Mork and Mindy. Mork takes Mindy to an alien planet, and the alien planet just happens to be Mist World. And um and then he gets sucked in a book, and Mindy has to explore the island and solve the puzzles to release him from the book. We just made a movie. Whoever gamer had green light, go have fun. But he already made that movie. It's called Jumanji. 
Ah, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, crap. Uh, Yeah. Okay, uh, we got uh, some other entries. Uh, Mr. Dan Halotke says they should just stop with video game movies. Wreck-It Ralph nailed it. Unless they can top that, it's not worth making. I'll still go watch the movie, but I want to give it a fair shot before taking a magnet to it. That's a little rough. <laughs> I, I I understand the source of his ire. I I believe it is overblown. The <laughs> the the writings of a man who has been burned. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> much like much like the rest All of right. us. So, this man has scars. So maybe we should uh, we should bring Dan in for his soapbox of movies he didn't like. <laughs> uh, Miss Amber says Wonder Woman in all caps. Which is yelling, and I'm not going to do. Uh, that's all I want to fucking see. Bitches deserve the spotlight. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Mr. Mike Wickham says, "Hmm, good and tough question. Honestly, they haven't gone far enough in the video games as movies yet. What we need is an av- is the Avengers phase one of the gamer movie genre. I'm curious to see what Michael Fosbender is going to do with Assassin's Creed and a Aldi curious. Oh, and I'm also curious about the Last of Us movie." See, this, this is somebody who, who I, I, this is kind of how I feel about it. Same thing that I was, we were kind of talking about in the last segment. All it's going to take is that one really good. Yeah, we're just looking. We're just looking for our Iron Man. The, the thing open, yeah, yeah. The phase one thing. All right, so Robert Downer Jr. needs to make a video game movie, and we'll be set. <laughs> that's actually probably completely accurate. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's a that's a question for you. Who would Robert Downey Jr. What what video game character would Robert Downey Jr. Seriously? play well? Seriously, like the, the, Drake? No, I disagree. He's already snarky enough. He just needs nope. to shave the goatee. He's got the snark. He looks nothing like Drake. Prosthetics? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> um, I could see him shave off the goatee. I could see him being Booker, a little bit. I could see it, a little bit. That from, I can from see. Bioshock Infinite. Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah. yeah. He'd, he'd make a good Elizabeth too. Wait, wait. wait what? Wait, no, maybe not. Yeah, no. <laughs> that was a horrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> Too much of a chiseled chin for her beautiful looks. <laughs> yeah. Then, uh, of course, uh, as always, we have the wonderful Songbird writing in. Uh, she says, Dear Tectatronicorn, Goat, and Fallon Flame, mailbag answer. This doesn't exactly answer the question, but I find this more pressing compared to game characters. I wish they would depict people who are gamers to be less game-y. More often than not, gamers or even people who game in general are related to being dorky. Hey, this is sounding very familiar. <laughs> to being dorky, childish, or other stereotypical characteristics which, which make them stand out in comparison to quote-unquote normal people. To somewhat answer the question, I guess characters like Sonic and Pikachu should be more mainstream since they're at least in the Macy's parade. Then again, for some reason, the character Eruptor from Skylanders was there too. Poor Spyro. Um, to the first, to the first <laughs> wow, part. Wow, yeah. that is ballsy. Yeah. To the first part of her question. Um, yeah, yeah. As already discussed, we completely agree with you. And um, and then yeah, that's a good point that um, Sonic and uh, Pikachu are they're kind uh, of rock starry main star. Yeah, mainstream yeah. enough to be in um. In, that uh, is in the Macy's parade. That is, I would like to say though, that is fucked up. That Eruptor made it to the Macy's parade, and Spyro yeah. of Spyro's fucking game didn't make yeah. it to the parade. I, I, uh, <laughs> uh, who the fuck is Disruptor? Uh, uh, he's one of the Skylanders. He's got it's like magma balls for fists. Yeah. If I remember the red guys. Magma balls, huh? Yeah. yeah. That sounds yeah, like a horrible condition. For yeah, fists. It, They're on his hands. It's Spyro. His balls are on his hands? <laughs> Poor bastard. Yeah. But the name of the first game is Spyro's Adventure Skylanders. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Right. Uh, Songbird goes on. Uh, so with Sony's new mascot, Crash Bandicoot. 
Uh, one has to think, why are game companies besides Nintendo more likely to have animals as mascots instead of humans? Because they sell merchandise is the reason that is the answer to that question. Um, it, yeah, it's easy. It's easy to make a character um, non-threatening and relatable and uh, in terms of uh, wanting to snuggle it or wear it on a T-shirt or, you know. No. Uh-oh. No. No. Animals make better plushies. Merchandise. Merchandise. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's just what... plushies. I don't want an animal on my shirt. I want a plushie. Yeah. He looks good on my dash. He looks good on my backpack. So what you're saying is that you would snuggle with a Crash Bandicoot plushie. Given the opportunity and paycheck, yes. Good man. <laughs> Noted. It pains me to say this as a Nintendo fan, but it seems that the Virtual Boy is a bust. Uh, I did like playing Mario Tennis despite the headaches. Do you ever think we'll be able to play true virtual reality games? And if so, who do you think will come out with them? No, it's not going to happen. It's not necessary. The Virtual Boy is everything we need. It's everything I need. Um, I, I, it, do you want to know why I think the Virtual Boy is a success? And why I think Badly. people are going to be yes, playing I do. it for years to come? I think people are going to be playing it. Is because... Nintendo created a product that you can play uh, when you're not actually playing it. And by that, I mean it's so bright and so red and so laser beamy that it burns itself into your retinas. And so you can see it when you close your eyes. I can play it in my sleep. So it's like a form of... John, you almost sound like you're suggesting that it's a form of like electronic post-hypnotic suggestion. It transcends... Physicality, you see. Right into your mind, grapes. I think grapes is the right word right now. Um, yes. <laughs> um, uh, Songbird, I, I, I'm going to have to agree with you and, and disagree with my, my, my respected co-host, John, um, that um, the, uh, I, I, do, I do agree that the virtual boy is a bust. Um, as far as uh, what virtuality is going to come, I think it's just going to be a matter of the technology catching up to the vision. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's really going to take somebody to come out with LCD screens that make more than one color, I think is going to be one of the biggest, uh, biggest hurdles that they're going to need to cross. Um, and, uh, you know, once they do that, I mean, the sky's the limit and, um, you know, as, as, as soon as you can get all three red, blue and green in those LCDs, I, th- I think, uh, I think it'll help quite a bit with, um, with how realistic they're able to make virtual reality headsets. But as long as they're limited to a single color, I think, um, I, th- I, th- I think I think they were just ahead of their time and they, they just tried to make technology do what it wasn't ready to do. Here's a man who knows what he's talking about. You should found a company. You should found a company. You should become the CEO of that company. I don't know. We'll see where the future takes you. I'll, uh, I'll give it some thought. I am a go-getter. You're a Googler? What did you say? I go A go-getter. Oh. Yeah. Would make a good name for a company. See, now I'm in the middle of the road here because we have red is great and you need color, right? Uh-huh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go dead center on this. <clears throat> it's not a bust and it's not a win. It's, it's a mediocre stepping stone because red's fine. I'm okay with the red. It's playing. The tennis is great. It's really cool. The depth, I'm guessing, is there. Um, given my visual drawbacks <laughs> but it doesn't hurt or anything like that my biggest thing is they need to figure out how to snap it to your head that i don't have a table that tall to with that stupid tripod like who has a five-foot table and two who wants to stand and play games you, like, did, you didn't just velcro yours to your head that's what i did oh no no i didn't i didn't really put that together yep but yep 
Velcro. I mean, like you know, it's a uh, it hasn't been around that long, Look, but uh, they, it's very useful. They okay. showed us the technology last year when Lawnmower Man came out. All you got to do is get into a gyroscope. That's it. Just, yeah, yeah. That's all mm-hmm. you need to do. Then become a complete psycho. So it's <laughs> good. Well, you're halfway there, goat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, finally, Songbird asks, uh, which video game character would you least want to prank you and why? I'm not sure why she's talking about pranks. Um, I would have to say, I'm, I'm going to have to go back to um, a character we've already mentioned in the show and say Wario, because that just sounds altogether unpleasant. It doesn't matter what the prank is. I just think any, anything that Wario could possibly come up with to do to, to prank me just sounds like the opposite of fun. He seems like the kind of guy who would go the extra mile and you would end up in the ER because of his prank. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, pretty <laughs> much exactly that. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of characters I'm sure I could think of that I would hate to prank me, but uh, for some reason, I don't know why it just popped into my head, but Brucey, Brucey Kibitz from uh, Grand Theft Auto 4, this guy was talking about injecting like shark testosterone into his body at one point oh, during the game. Like, yeah. He's the sort of dude I could I could see like putting it in you. Putting it in you. <laughs> Pranking it right into you. Uh, I don't, I just, hey, I John! I feel like I would trust him. I That's no... Guys, this is going to be hilarious. I'm going to inject shark semen hey. into his eyeballs. Yeah! Like, <laughs> oh, no. No, thank you. Wow, that shark semen in the eyeball. I have to follow shark semen in the eyeballs. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag shark semen in the eyeballs. <laughs> Gamerhead Radio, yo. Um, That's our official hashtag. Honestly, I don't think I'd want a snake to prank me. Because one, it'd be so deadpan and dry. Yeah, he'd know his sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, like, like he'd be like, ha ha, I shot you in the face. Like, yeah, you shot me in the face. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Um, yeah, I can't think of any others. I think we, I think we've covered a pretty good uh, selection. Of I've them. got one more. Oh, it's going to be a good one. I can tell. Well, we've got up the ante from shark semen in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> eyeballs, 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 specifically right. eyeballs. <laughs> yes, I could think of somebody who I wouldn't want to prank me just based on having played the game and um, having experienced him and then spoilers uh having become him i would not want to be pranked by sheo gorath from uh elder scrolls oblivion well damn it i can never play that game now yes you can (laughs) yes you can um no i tried i couldn't play that game um but um uh not go have you played oblivion yeah yeah you're the only person on the planet who hasn't played it I don't think that's technically true, but I, I imagine I'm in On the minority. This small he planet is, of three people. <laughs> he spends that entire expansion just fucking with you. And yeah. I'm really trolling you and pranking you the entire course of that expansion. It's a really ingenious expansion for the game, but based on the character alone, he is mad. He is the god of madness in, in Elder Scrolls. Um, no, Sheogorath. No, thank you. Okay. I'll, I'll take your word at that. That's I would answer. like to see Sheogorath <laughs> and uh, Loki arm wrestle would be delightful okay well on a lighter note i have one that would be fun and not fun all right go uh conquer <laughs> from, from <laughs> Bedford, uh, yes because pretty much i'm guessing all of his pranks would end with a squirrel peeing on you that's probably accurate yes not not fun not not fun but not good but it would be funny after you took the shower like, like jackass funny we're <laughs> like why would you that that is all right i give it to you i got 20 minutes on cleaning off the piss it's, it's pretty funny <laughs> Uh, okay, so thank you, Songbird. I'm, I think thank you for, for that and all your questions. I appreciate that. Um, 
John, what do you have coming up in, uh, in um, the life of John? Not too much going on right now. The life of John. Life Sorry, of I feel John. like that's a movie. It's true. Um, don't really have anything coming up uh, with VS Freelance right now, having just finished Mad Monster Party. The next show that we have officially booked is uh, Anime Midwest. It's going to be on the 4th of July at uh, the Hyatt Regency next to the Donald D. E. Stevens Convention Center in Rosemont. Um, we, you know, we never stay down for long. We'll, we'll, something will pop up between now and July. Several, several somethings I'd be willing to bet that we'll be performing for. And, um, you know, I'll keep you guys current on that as it comes about. Um, I also know that we, we may be playing other Mad Monster Party locations coming up. Uh, that's not official, but uh, we'll keep you posted if that comes to fruition. Oh, this is like a tour? They have, they have, it's kind of like, you know, they, like do, a franchise they do Wizard of? World in oh. Oh. various places. Mad Monster Party does their, uh, their brand in uh, various locations around the country, too. It's a very nice event. Um, cool. You know, that's it for Views for Villains right now. Same stuff I've been telling you, working on costumes, working on the next record. Um, you know, in the interim, the only other thing I can think of to suggest to you is go check out the Views for Villains uh, merchandise shop and purchase our merch. You can find that on our website. You can find it on Facebook. It's We post it all over the place. It's very easy to locate. If you're not sure, let me know and I'll, uh, I'll direct you accordingly. I have a question. Is there a place where somebody could buy your guys' music digitally? Yeah, um, almost anywhere that you can buy music digitally, you can find our album, our, our current album, Evolve or Die. You can buy it on iTunes, you can buy it on Amazon, you can um, stream it on uh, you know Spotify. Oh, excellent. Uh, you can find most of it on YouTube. We did not upload it, but it's there. Feel free to enjoy <laughs> it. Um, but uh, you know, if you want to support the band, buy the records. You know, same old story for rock and roll. Just buy the album, and it, and it goes to helping us produce more things for you guys. Cool. Go. Anything on uh, in your future that you're ready to talk uh, about yet? I know you've got secrets and projects and thingies. I've got many secrets, and it's a very, very thick Batman costume I'm wearing right now. But <laughs> uh, but is it armored? <laughs> no, I, I'm a pierced. Does it have hydraulic elbows? No, God, no. Jeez, that, that hurt me. I don't <laughs> fuck needs hydraulic elbows anyways. <laughs> uh, Batman. No, but I, w- I would like to plug a little bit of uh, somebody come play the crew in Borderlands with me. I don't care who. <laughs> Look, the crew is free right now. Yeah, crew free. Xbox One users. I, Look me up on the the Xbox Sir Goatsworth. I just want Pete. Borderlands is killing me, people. It's killing me slowly. (laughs) So send your uh, Xbox Live friend requests to Sir Goatsworth and go play the crew right now with him because it's free to do so. And if you don't, you're a horrible person. Not really. I'm just kidding. I mean, you're going against me, so you're probably still a better person. (laughs) (laughs) Other than you that, win by proxy. Yeah, other than that, that, that's all I got going now is my sad, sad, lonely gaming life. Yeah, it's all right. It's, it's better than I've got to talk about because um, all I really have to plug is the fact that I'm still helping out with the social media for Minneapolis, St. Paul, uh, Boney Convention, MLP, MSP. Um, I, I was so focused on getting the city right this time. First, I said, well it, done. I said it first. It's come a long way since last Milwaukee, week. St. Paul. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, Easter egg last week if you if you don't <laughs> catch the reference. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, Pony Convention, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota, MLP, MSP, uh, tons of fun. Uh, I'm gonna be there and with bells on, and I might actually literally have bells on. It's a, it's a it remains to be determined. Spoiler alert: He'll have them attached to little tiny rings in his nipples. <laughs> I just struck Charlie's speeches. I win. <laughs> Achievement unlocked, John. <laughs> That's MLP-MSP.com. <laughs> <laughs>
for more. You're all right over it. He just he, he had he just chose to just ignore it. It makes me so happy. I wish that you could have seen his face. You actually were recording video tonight. You might be able to see his face. Just, for for more for more information, you can go there. Um, um, <laughs> on on the off chance there actually are any uh, any any pony fans listening, of course you know you know coming up. Um, this um, Saturday, April 4th is the season five premiere of My Little Pony. And of course, the Discovery family is putting on Pony Day starting at 5 a.m. Central. Um, I will be up and tweeting on the MLP MSB account and we'll be having a watch party photo contest. So if you are having a watch party for the season premiere, uh, take a picture, send it into our account. Um, we'll have details up on the website and uh, we will be picking two random submitters for free weekend passes. Um, so, yeah, it'll uh, it'll be a good time. And um, yeah. Uh, so yeah several things i'm looking forward to there for my beer of the week i would just like to mention um there is a new brewery that popped up around here in lombard illinois on route 38 called uh i gotta make sure i get the new right it is noon whistle brewing company um uh stopped in there over the weekend and they have a style of beer i had never had before uh all all three of us in this room are enjoying it tonight it is a it's called duh percolator like duh bears um and uh, it is a coffee scotch ale, which is a combination I had not had previously. I'm rather enjoying it. It is very good. It's delicious. They also have a beer. Their favorite beer I was not able to bring home. It is a, um, it is a milk stout with a little bit of habanero in it. Oh, and man. It is, it's just enough so you taste it. Like it's, not, it's not hot by any means. Yeah, yeah. You just get the little bit of tingle in the back of your throat. That sounds It delightful. is excellent, but they currently only have it on tap on nitro. And so ah. you can't take that to go because of the, uh, the, uh, the, the nitrogen. It, uh, pretty much once you pour it, you have to drink it. Otherwise, it just, it, it, it's not good later. Sure, uh, it's sure. like opening a Guinness, like a can of the Guinness with the little, uh, the little uh, widgets and um, yeah. trying to have it later. It's just it goes flat right away. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Um, uh, yeah, at the very least, those two brews from them, uh, very impressed with. For next week's topic, you may have noticed earlier in the show that we uh, started to talk a little bit about um, the whole idea of, you know, everything about Let's Players and YouTubers and people who stream videos of people playing video games. And so for next week, we're going to delve into this topic a little bit more because um, we were <laughs> on the cusp of probably like an hour long conversation there just about this one thing. And so uh, we tabled that for next week. Um, so what we would like to do is we'd like to ask you guys, the listeners, and you guys jump in with us if you have any uh, add-on questions to the overall topic. Um, but uh, just in general, I, I, we ha- we, we, before we asked uh, in a previous episode, I want to say in like the 80s or so, we asked just in general, what do you think about Let's Players? Um, the the years, not the, the episode know, number, this, not the this, years. This, this episode has really got the 80s, going back to the 80s vibe <laughs> to it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. um, you know, 1980s, the Space Podcast <laughs> has been around that long. Um, well, I hope so, before yeah. podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so just we, uh, what we're asking the listeners this time is, um, just in general, um, just what do you, th- it will re- we're going to revisit the topic. So a, in general, what do you think about the, the, the phenomenon of let's players and people like PewDiePie and the fact that they're able to make literally $4 million a year on ad revenues because people are going to watch them play video games and do whatever it is that they do on their channels. Um, and, uh, you know, what, what do you think about that? What do you think of where, where do you go to watch video games? Um, do you watch video games online? I, I would say maybe the, the, the best way to truncate it. What do you what do you like about Let's Players, streamers, YouTubers? What don't you like about those things? And what do you think could improve that medium since it's it's 
a rolling rail into the future. Like it is changing, it is growing, it's becoming a big part of gaming. So what do you like, what don't you like, and what would you like to see as somebody who enjoys those services or wants to enjoy those services that can improve it and make gaming a better place? And just for fun, what would your name be if you were a Let's Player? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, uh, pizza. That would be funny. <laughs> no, no, hang on. No. What were your names? <laughs> no, listeners, tell us your names, but also, what would your suggestions be for our names if we were Let's Ooh. Players? Yeah. What, we, what do you think our names would be? We're not going to come up with our own. We're going to let you guys name us if we were Let's Players. We've already came up with our, no, own, our own. And well, we're not going to share them <laughs> because I want to know what the listeners have to say. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just saying we've already come up with our own as in, like, I'd be Sir Goatsworth. You'd be Tech Charlie. <laughs> uh, well, well, okay. I mean, aside from the obvious. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, pr- pretend those, pretend our current handles, Found yeah. Flynn, Sir Ghostworth, Tech Tarly, did not exist. What what uh, what do you <clears throat> think our let's play names should be? That, that, this should be fun, Carlton. <laughs> I'm looking at you. Um, <laughs> I'm looking um, at a lot of yous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so so that'll be next week. And so, but for this week, if you like what you heard, you can find us at gamerheadradio.com, at facebook.com backslash plus gamerheadradio, at google.com backslash plus gamerheadradio, and on Twitter at gamerheadradio, where I'm at t e k charlie. Goat is at Sir Goatsworth and John is at the Fallon Flynn. Email us at editors at gamerheadradio.com or call in and leave us a message at nine four nine two six gamer like that uh, like uh, the other John did last week. I'm just calling him other John. I don't know what his name actually. John John Kautsky. I'm just calling him other John. He's other John. He is. Yep. Um, <laughs> download the official Gamerhead Radio app from Google Play on Android or subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, YouTube, Twitch, or with your podcast downloader of choice. Thank you very much for listening. This has been another episode of Gamerhead Radio. <laughs> So, so one, one, two, two R E S P. Oh, we doing one, two, and then start. I think that's it. It's that's four, fine. That's fine. It's, it's a four count though. That's gonna throw me off. Do a four. Hey, do a four count because that's gonna throw me off. Okay. okay. So one, two, two three, three, four. R E S P. That was like way out of key. I did the low part. See? We got right. Three musicians are gonna try to do this. There we are. Well, we can all we can all fall settled together. We hit the point. Okay. We are we are drifting into Easter egg territory. <laughs> all right. We're knee deep, sir. Okay. Yeah. So one more time on key. Oh. One, two, three, four. R E S P E C T. Bomb bomb. Gamerhead Radio starts now. <laughs>